Wake Up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter. Today, we have a very special guest on the show, Victor. He goes by Vic Blends on TikTok. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Patty. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. So I was scrolling around on TikTok one night. It was probably like 1 a.m. when I should have been sleeping. And you know how all these things like grab your attention. And I looked and I saw you and you were like pretty much chasing this guy down. And you're like, hey, dude, can I give you a free haircut? And I was like, what is he doing? (laughs) Where is he? And who is this person? And I want to know this person because he's doing some cool stuff. So Vic, you actually are a barber. And we're going to fly into your story pretty soon here. But first, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself growing up and where you're from so that they can better connect with you. Appreciate that. My name is Victor Fontanez. I'm 22 years old from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I'm a barber by craft. But, you know, I feel like I have this responsibility to inspire the world through content. So I make videos now, as you've seen, trying to get people's haircuts for free on the streets. But more importantly, just to have a conversation that hopefully inspires somebody else. So originally I started cutting hair because I thought I had to go to college and this was going to be kind of my side hustle to do in the college dorms, make a couple bucks on the side. But I grew a passion for it and I found that it was going to be, it was going to lead to my purpose in life. And I got spiritual confirmation for all that and decided to take it serious and chose to go to barber school instead of going to a university college as soon as I graduated high school. From there on, I started building my brand online and really just becoming a barber. And then slowly but surely after that, I started seeing what I was really here for. I started incorporating more of my speaking and trying to be an inspiration for the young generation. You blow me away because you said earlier before the show started, you're 22, right? Yes, ma'am. That's crazy. I was just talking to a woman over the weekend that I've been uh, mentoring and she's like 43 and she's still trying to figure out why she's here. And it's sometimes it takes people a whole lifetime. And when I was watching your video on TikTok, I was really touched. I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm old enough to be your mother. And uh, some of the things that you were saying was just like, wow, this dude is powerful. Like you have some really great, strong insight into the hearts of people, really. Um, so we were also talking before the show and I had read your bio um, after I contacted your uh, PR person. And I noticed down there that you're from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I already know that a lot of my listeners who've been following me for the past 14 years, your ears are perked up right now because I actually did a lot of podcasting for 12 years in the military world um, with some big national nonprofits. So this is really cool. Vic, I was like, what are you doing in Fayetteville? Like, are you related to any military? And I'm going to let you fill our listeners here um, and on what you told me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just on that first part that you said, even the even the woman that's trying to figure it out at 45 or you know, however, old, however old she is, that I think it's perfect timing. You know, you can never compare your life to anybody else's timing. You know, God's timing for how we get things is divine and you can't really rush that. So, you know, part of that is being grateful for your own journey. So, you know, I know I got it at 22, but still got a long way to go and it comes with a lot of responsibility. So just being open to what he's putting on you is really important. And, you know, even to the, yeah, to the woman at 45, like no rush, 
you know, life is that is 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 a long journey. So uh, coming back to the military part, uh, my dad is actually military. He just retired at 27 years. So I got the I got the four back Fayetteville when I was in sixth grade. So before that, I was just moving around. You know, born in Germany, lived in Germany for five years, then went to Texas, then back to Germany, then in Fayetteville, and that was the last stop that we had. So I was in Fayetteville for over 10 years. Uh, that's why I call hometowns where I grew up at. You know, really any anytime you spent middle school to high school at, that's where you really figuring yourself out at. So that was like the most important time of my life. So I got so much love for the hometown Fayetteville. And my brother's actually military as well. So I got an older brother that's 32. Uh, he joined the he joined the military through doing the ROTC program in college and then went in the captain route. So got military back. I thought that's what I was gonna have to do, but I didn't get accepted for the ROTC scholarship for college. And that's probably why I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And look at you. I'm so proud of you. Like, I can't even tell you. Um, having kids, you know, you tell them it's a good idea to go to college, but I never really pushed that route with my kids. Um, they've all chosen to go to college, but even my son, he was in the military and now he's out and he's in college and he hates it. <laughs> so no telling. Um what they're going to end up doing. What about, um, you said that you just decided to cut people's hair. Like, how do you do that? If I did that, it would look horrible. Yeah. Well, it's a process, you know, like I'm sure when you, you look at your first podcast episode, you were like, man, I don't know what I was doing, but you get better over time. You know, it's a physical craft. I think that just takes some work. So, you know, I started cutting hair because it was supposed to be just a, just a last choice for, for making money. And I ended up falling in love with it. You know, you grew a passion for what you do and I grew a passion for mine. And I think that's why we are who we are now is because we really loved it. So, you know, you got to love what you're doing. And I think that's why I'm able to be where I'm at. But started off as a, as a as a thought to make money. And I really got open to the bigger perspective of what I have in front of me. And I'm just grateful for that. So tell us about how did you offer your first haircut on video? How did that even come up? Like, I'm just going to I have this idea. I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah. So I, I want to speak like that's what I'm really like feel like I'm here for is to use my voice. The the haircutting is a God-given gift and I definitely have to use it. So I don't want to ignore that, but I want to figure out how I can use that to give me the bridge to get to where I want to go. So I, I grew my brand as a barber for a pretty long time, just being a celebrity barber cutting for athletes and rappers and you name it. Um, but I really didn't feel like that had as much impact as I could have with my voice. So I'm trying to figure out how do I do both at the same time? How do I continue to show everybody the person behind the Clippers, but also using the Clippers to get that exposure for it? So I'm like, yo, if I cut somebody that I've never met before, it's gonna have this. It's gonna have this shock effect because everybody used to see me cutting the biggest rappers in the world, but also it's gonna show the real passion in the in the person that's behind the Clippers itself. So it gave me an opportunity to have a middle ground for both, and it's like my favorite thing I do now. So you know, I love it. You know, I grew attached to it and. I'm really curious to see who I find every day. I love it too. I mean, it's what caught my attention um, was first that you you were just chasing some guy down <laughs> trying to give him a haircut. Yeah. Um, but then the the next thing was really that what you were saying was so powerful. And I'm even surprised on the show how I was talking about the woman who was having a hard time finding her purpose. And you like, you were on that so quick. And another thing that catches me off guard is how fast you're able to speak. And it's almost like, I, I actually really love rap music, believe it or not. And, um, I, I, yeah, what's that? Your favorite rapper. 
Yeah. My favorite one. Well, yeah. I'm from Michigan, so I have a lot of different musical talent, talented people that I like. And um, I really still like the old school 50 cent Eminem, um, yeah. Eminem's from Michigan. So that's why I started listening to him. His music's rough, but I like it. He's just fast. I don't know if you watched Eight Mile, but well, loved yeah. it. <laughs> loved his story. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of different rappers that I actually really like. Um, and there was a rapper in Michigan. Um, he goes by the name of Prozac. He's with uh, Tech Nine, and he offered a big concert for military veterans when I was up there for my organization. So I could go on about that. But the thing that catches me um, off guard with you is I'm looking at you and you're offering somebody a haircut, but then when you're speaking to them, it's almost like you're rapping to them. Did you ever notice that about yourself? People say that in the comments, but I never. I don't. It doesn't feel like that to me. But people say that and I've seen that before. Someone says, you know, it sounds like you're rapping, but I, it, it doesn't sound like that to me. I'm just trying to talk to this person. Man, it blows me away because some of the things that you say are like you can you rhyme it almost even, but it's just flowing naturally. It's like you're not even thinking too much in depth about it. You're just you just have something on your heart and you just start spitting it out. I mean, it has to be authentic. You know, that's, that's really important for things to come out naturally is you have to really be about that and, and feel that that's what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, I think that's why I'm there. And if it wasn't authentic and it was something I was trying to force, it wouldn't be that easy to speak. Mm -hmm. you know, I can only speak about the things I've been through and that's what makes it so easy. Yeah. Um, speaking about some of the things that you've been through, I ask all my guests if they can think of one challenging time in their life or a trial that really kind of sticks out to them. And how did they overcome that trial or are you still working through it? So can you think of a trial that you've had in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest trial for me was just making the decision after I graduated high school about what I was going to do. You know, I'm a young person, so I can't tell anybody, you know, oh, I went through this with my kids or this with the crib or this with the house. So, you know, I've been through, you know, young person life experiences and the biggest one was trying to figure out what my path was going to be, which I feel like is something that a lot of younger people battle with is trying to make that next step into becoming an adult, trying to pick a career, figure out what they're going to do with their life. So for me, you know, my parents, military, my dad's got the military way of life of thinking. Uh, they came out of a really, really rough situation. So for them to make it to where they're at, they really wanted to make sure that we didn't have to go through any of that struggle. So that's why they were so adamant about us going to college and trying to get us to go get a degree is because they saw the degree as a way of securing success for us. And I understand that because of the generational gap we have, right? For for your generation, Patty, that's kind of how things were pushed was go and get a job, go get a degree, go get your retirement. So I can't blame my parents for not being on board with the way that we thought. But in the beginning, it was a lot of conflict because as a young person, you're always thinking my parents don't understand me. They don't know what I go through. You know that as a, as, as a mom. And I know that as a kid, because that's something we always think in our minds, but it's not that, it, you know, but I, but I know that one thing you can't argue is experience and time on the earth. So I had to make, I had to put myself in my parents' shoes and understand like where they were really coming from. And it was unconditional love. Like I I was almost out, like I couldn't be mad at my parents for wanting me to do better and go to college. Like you cannot be mad at that. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, yo, why don't they support my dream? I want to go be a barber. Why doesn't anybody see it? But in reality, they want to know like when they leave this earth that they did a better job of raising their kids than, than they had to go through in. That's all I had to really see and open up to. And, um, you know, making the decision to go to, to go to barber school was I like betting on myself. You know, I ended up doing that first year after high school. 
watching all my friends and everybody go to college and hanging out with their friends and they're living it up at the parties and joining fraternities. And I'm, and I'm in a garage at my brother's house while he's deployed and cutting in the, in the heat in, in the summer. And it's like one of the toughest times for me is because it's, it's a journey of self. And everybody knows the realization when you graduate high school, everybody goes their separate ways. You have a couple of good friends, but that social circle just completely goes away. And for some people, it, it, it's a good problem. But then some, from some others, they don't know where else to go. So for me, like I said, it was a journey of self. I'm in that garage focus on the dream. And I really had to bite down on what I was doing because I took the responsibility and the risk myself. And I had to prove to my parents and my family that it was going to pay off. But most importantly to myself that I didn't want to look foolish at the end of it for denying that help so much. I wanted to make sure it paid off. So that was like the battle I had went through was trying to figure out what I was going to be doing. Man, and hearing you say all these things, your mentality is much higher than some people I know who are my age and a lot older. So you just have a really incredible gift. I'm telling you, um, I don't tell everybody that, um, I believe everybody has a gift, but you definitely have an incredible gift. My chair is shrinking. (laughs) Sorry (laughs) for those of you watching, you're going to get a little surprise. What is going on? (laughs) All right. So, uh, Base, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my chair. Um, but um, going back, yeah. So um, I I really don't know very many people that are your age who are of that mental. Um, you're just like a an elderly trapped in a young person's body, I feel like, because of all that knowledge that you have. Um, so one of the things that I'm kind of curious about is what do your parents say now? Because really you have a very large following on social media, especially on your TikTok. And are they like, oops, my bad. Sorry, I was pushing you in the wrong direction. Or do they still think you should go to college? Or how is that uh, relationship now? Uh, the relationship we have now is, is amazing. Our parents don't really, I want to say they, they understand I'm doing good, but they don't understand the magnitude of like what social media means or what I'm doing. But honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because, you know, my parents relationship uh, is about life. It's not about social media. It's not about business. And you got to just understand what relationships require what, you know, I don't go to my parents to tell them how many new followers I gained in a week. It doesn't matter. My, my dad wants to make sure I'm becoming a man and taking care of my responsibilities. So like things that me and my dad talk about now are, you know, asking me if I reminded my girlfriend about going to the dentist or making sure I got a doctor's appointment set up for her to go get checked up on. It's like things like that, like taking care of the family or paying bills or taking care of the house. Like that's what they're there for. It's remind me of all the time. But my parents aren't there to worry about what I have going on on social media. They want me to become a man and, and take care of my family. And uh, as long as we keep talking about those things, like that's what's most important. Um, but you like sometimes I think people are like over confused relationships they have. And they try to put the wrong things on the wrong people. Um, so I don't try to like include my parents too much in every business thing that I have going on. A lot, not, not that they won't understand, but it just would just cause confusion and conversations that I feel like aren't necessary. I want to make sure the time I have to talk to them is spent about things that they care about. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're really incredible. Like I, I didn't expect the conversation to be that uh, deep, you know, usually if you ask somebody who's younger, like what was your parents like, they'll be like, Oh, it's good. But like, you really explain that well. And I think that's so important. And I think that's so amazing. Um, I try really hard to have a great relationship with my kids too. And, um, 
man, it's amazing that you have that good relationship and that you are so well-grounded and you have so many amazing things to tell people. What would you tell our listeners who are listening to the parents of kids who maybe they don't know which direction that they're going in and also to the um, people your age who really aren't sure which direction to go in, what advice do you give them? Yeah, I think for the parents, I mean, just be open to what your kid is interested in. If you if you don't know what's going on in the world right now, I think it's just so different with so much opportunity. And there's things that, you know, could give your, your kids a great career and a great life that you couldn't have given, you know, 20, 30 years ago. For instance, even gaming or streaming, right? People make money off of building brands on social media as long as they're good at what they're doing and they love it. If you find a, if they can present you with a plan that makes sense and they say, this is what I'm going to stand on, you know, push them for it. College is always an opportunity. It might be harder later with some more responsibility, but it's never going to go away. I look at the opportunity that I had to be my age and do what I do as an opportunity that didn't last because once I'm 30 or 40, it's not going to be as impressive for somebody to speak the way I am. So I understand I have that gift and I need to use it while I can. So if your kid is young and they're gifted or whatever they're doing, just push them towards that and see where to take them. You know, but if they're sitting at the house telling you they're going to go out there and and do all these things and it's not happening, you, you might got to put some pressure on them and raise them and make sure they doing what they're supposed to. But as long as they're working, you know, I, sh- I proved it to my parents by actions that I was working towards what I was going to do. I invested in myself. I made the sacrifices possible. I put the hours in and you got to let me do what I have to do at that point. But uh, that would be my advice to the parents. Just be open and, and see what they can do. And, and for the young people, man, don't, don't feel rushed because it's perfect time for everybody. Mm-hmm. And just because you see somebody like me, maybe at 22 years old, doing what I do on social media, doesn't mean you're supposed to be doing the same thing at 22 with what you're doing. But mm-hmm. the time will come. It's just, it's just a matter of time, but be patient for it. So I got caught up in not being appreciative of what I had in front of me sometimes because I'm really focused on the other people and thinking that I should have what they have. And it took away from my own experiences of what today is. That's really great advice um, for all of us. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here because I've seen you be put on the spot before, um, on your videos. Do you have anything? I don't know what, like just out of the blues or anything on your heart that you want to share with us? I'm just grateful. I, that's the only thing I've been sharing like this past, like couple of months It's really surreal to me to be here because it's everything I pray for and ask for. It's like anything I get, anytime I get an opportunity to say something like this, I just want to say I'm thankful because it's, like, I, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised because of what I asked God for, but it's here. And I just want to be in like a state of, of, of gratitude and just tell everybody I'm grateful for them even like hearing, you know, I, I never thought somebody would care about what I had to say, but, you know, we're here today and I'm just, you know, in, in, in the presence of gratitude. So I thank you for real. That's amazing. Vic, thank you for being on the show. Um, would you go ahead and share your social media handles for us? Yeah, my social media is Vic Blends, V-I-C-B-L-E-N-D-S. Any support makes a difference. I'm grateful for everybody. Like I said, I don't need a million more. I need 10 more. Maybe that heard from Patty and, you know, went ahead and showed your voice some love. So if anybody can check me out, I appreciate any type of support. Uh, thank you to Patty, too. This was amazing energy and a, and a great conversation. And I'm excited to dive into your, your content now and see what you got going on. I'm really, really impressed with the way you handled this. So thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. What if somebody wants to sponsor you or um, is there a sponsorship opportunity? 
Uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, they would have to just reach out to to my agent. Um, the information is in my in my bio on Instagram. If you click email, it take you to the email or email on my TikTok. Email is connected to my social, but um, yeah, just opportunities like that. It just has to make sense. Um, I try not to do too much with with sponsorships because I really have to keep that authentic feel to the content, and I want people to know like I'm here for them. Sometimes I think too much of that might take away from that. So, as long as it makes sense and it aligns right, you know, we could probably do something. Yes, I love that. Love it. All right, Vic, thank you for being on the show and thank you everybody for tuning in. Again, um, you're going to read in the show notes on the podcast platforms, all of Vic's uh, social media. Um, I'll put the email and everything in there too, but be sure to go check out his bio for all that great information. And then um, everybody who's listening on the radio, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to catch us on Wednesdays and Fridays and Amazon TV and Roku. So thank you all and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.